Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashad. Welcome, welcome to Voice America. I am back after 12 days on the road in the West Coast, and I'm back in D.C. Not exactly the best weather, but we're happy it's not snowing, sleeting, inhaling, and being winter anymore. And welcome to Daylight Savings. Okay, so Dr. Mraz, how's it feel to get an award for the excellence and enlightenment and inspiration you actually bring to the world? Um, exhausting. <laughs> So 24 women around the world were brought to this event in LA to honor what they're doing in the different pathways of either mercy, love, inspiration, um, all kinds of different dynamics. So you were honored last night and tell me how that experience was. That was phenomenal. Uh, her name is Vasu. She brought, she has a program called step to step up and she goes across the, the world, yes, and she helps young entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs. She gives them uh, tasks and uh, a small budget, and they create. And so they're in Africa, they're in India, and they paired the 24 of us that won the award to a child in another country. And so it's really an exciting experience to be uh, a mentor for a young entrepreneur. Yes, Shavidya Nagaraju, she was the keynote, and she's actually part of the connection that I met Vasu with is because when I did my TEDx back in 2016, Servidia was part of that TEDx team, and she brought Servidia in, and then she found out that I was a TEDxer with Servidia, and they brought us all together. And then she found out I had a doctorate in entrepreneurship, and they went, now you really have to be in. <laughs> so we have uh, Pastor Bull in Summer Day. That are going to be part of the show soon, but we we've also spent a bit of time going around the Salt Lake City, L.A. I mean, it's been crazy. I mean, twelve days on the road, and I want you to encapsulate in about three minutes, if you can. I'll, I'll give you this as a as an inspiration to actually do so. Give the gift of a smile, dare to care, dare to share. I like that. Yeah. So let's start with uh, uh, the best you expo, and then take it away for. Two to three minutes. Well, I joined you at the Best You, uh, Best you Expo in uh, L.A., I guess. That was L.A. That was huge, massive, and amazing. And then we met Barry Shore there and Steve Sugram there. And uh, it was a more 130 event. 130 speakers. 130 speakers. Yeah, in a convention center. It was huge, crazy huge. And then from there, we hopped over to St. Salt Lake, where we met Matt and Kathy, who ran the Amplifluence. They were the sponsors for the Amplifluence event, movers and shakers, mixer of in positive influencers. And they had like a good hundred and something people show up for that, and all dressed to the nines. nines. Exactly. I mean, wow. And then he had this really cool program where people were taking selfies and instantly connecting them. So we'll probably integrate that somehow into what we do. And then we went to um, Gerald Rogers' event. It was a retreat. And that was also in Salt Lake. And and and, and, and the co-host was Maya Rose. Oh, Maya Rose. I'm like, huh? His wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, we hopped back to L.A. And we went to the Step to Step Up award ceremony. Yes. And that was the culmination. And then you went your way home. And I went to Kansas City to be with my friends. And I woke up this morning to find out that we had an invitation to two amazing Christians who were setting the world on fire, on inspiration. <laughs> I feel like fire is the antithesis of wood. <laughs> okay. Good fire. Good fire. Yes. So, um, you know, if I got a call like I did this morning with Bola or Summer, I would do what they did, which is say, yes, let me move things because... This is a really cool show today because it's, it's, it's spontaneous and it's about God and it's about living your life at the fullest. It's about stepping into opportunity. So we're going to start with Bola 
And then we're going to finish with Bola and Summer sharing their rapid fire answers to what actually changes their life in books, movies, songs, etc. Ready? Awesome. Okay, I'm going to mute now. All right. So, Bola, Pastor Bola, you're in Atlanta and you have a book coming out. Yes. So I'm ex- I'm excited. <laughs> hey, you think you're excited? I'm excited. I'm I'm flying out there to see it. <laughs> So, you're, so what's magical about this show is that you did not know Summer Day, right? No. And Summer Day, you did not know Pastor Bola. And this is the ultimate connection that this show creates. Are you ready? So Summer Day, listen. And Pastor Bola, you get to listen to Summer Day. And they're both miracles, by the way. They're both miracles. So Pastor Bola, we're going to start off with who are you? How did you create who you are? Can you share um, where you were born, what your childhood was like, and a little bit of your story? Well, um, I just want to say a very big thank you to you, Ken, for giving this opportunity um, and for God allowing me to step into it. Because waking up today, I didn't even know we were going to have this um, interview. Right. And 30 minutes to it, um, I, get a, I get a text from you, and here we are. So I just want to say a very big thank you to you and my sister and friend, Michelle Miraz. And um, Dr. Summers, it's a pleasure meeting you. I haven't seen your face, but I know I'm going to see your face um, eventually. But it's just a pleasure being here today. Um, I'm originally from Nigeria, um, came, you know, schooled in Nigeria, but came to the U.S. in 1980. 1980. What, what is the uh, language of Nigeria you speak? Oh, we have the, the language I speak is Yoruba. Yoruba? Yoruba, yes. Spell that. Yes. Y-O-R-U-B-A. Okay. Great. So I um, attended elementary school in Nigeria, middle school, all-girls school, high school, all-girls school. And while I was in elementary school, middle school, high school, I was, you can't believe it, I was called the class clown. I was uh, my class clown. So I was let me ask at you the a question. back of my class. Yes? Let me ask you a question. Um, mm-hmm. How do you say good morning? Well, it depends on who you are talking to. Right. If you're talking to a colleague or he somebody Carol? who's younger, you said Carol. Carol. Which is K-A-R-O. If that person is older than you, you say a Carol. A Carol. Yes. A Carol. It's the respect. So, oh, yes, you got it. (laughs) Wow, I'm impressed. (laughs) I am impressed, Ken. So anyway, um, I was um, at the back of my class, um, no purpose, nothing. You know, I just wanted to join the bandwagon. I I just wanted to be like my friends. And so I was kept back in, in elementary school. I was kept back. In middle school, you know, all my mates were going to college and I was still in, 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 in high school. I woke up one day and it, it looks like the scale fell off my eyes. And it was, it was like some voice telling me you are more than this. You cannot be at the back of your class. You're not a class clown. You have purples in you. So why, and, why, do you think, why do you think that that actually happened, though? That you were- and I believe, I believe it's happened to prepare me for what I'm doing right now. I, I agree. So um, I decided to pick up uh, my, my life um, without God, of, co- of course. And I believe the God factor in it has actually made me who I am today. You know, I decided to do things on my own. I decided to make 
you know, make things happen on my own. But when I met with Jesus, I believe that he gave me the opportunity to know him and to see life in a different light. So August 1980, I came to this um, country and um, went to an all-girls school, Spelman College. So I have been to an all-girl, I went to an all-girl middle school, all-girl high school, now an all-girl um, college. It was horrible. The girls, I had found myself, even though I hadn't found my purpose, but I knew that I was a leader, but a leader of what? I did not know. But I just found out that women gossip, we bicker, you know, all manner of things. And the Lord did not show me at that time what my purpose was until I became a pastor. A pastor, I pastored an all-women church. It wasn't supposed to be an all-women church, but it was only women that came to the church. And I said, I don't like them because we're bigger, we talk about each other. Men are, you know, they're easy to talk to. They don't hold grudges and stuff like that. And he said, if it is, there's a problem, you see it, you are created to solve that problem. And I heard the word, the words, woman on purpose. And that's how the ministry started. And, and so let me, so we have two things to uh, reveal to the audience before you learn about summer. So one yeah. thing to reveal is why is Dr. Mraz important to you? Very important to me in several ways. I met her, believe it or not, maybe about, um, I think it was about three years ago, after my ordeal, my kidnapping ordeal. I was invited to speak at this women's con uh, conference in um, um, Colorado Springs. And I met her, she and I sat next to each other and we connected. And um, I heard her saying something to me. She said, that testimony is so profound. You have to put it in a book. She did not know the Lord had told me about a book, but I was so scared. I had bottled everything in. I could see ex excerpts of, you know, the book. I could see um, glimpses, little glimpses of what's happened in that jungle. But I was so scared to even talk about it, not alone write about it. But she kept on pushing. I remember her coming to the Women on Purpose um, Gathering of the Eagles last year. She said it again and connected me with this wonderful man, Dr. Ken Oshan. And here we are today. We talked about the book. And I told her, I said, when we first, when we first met to talk about the Smiley book, remember, I talked to the Lord the day I was supposed to meet with Ken. I said... Lord, you told me I had to write about this book and what you did in that jungle. I am alive because you're giving me a voice. You're making me a voice. You're giving me the opportunity to liberate people from their shackles and know that there is a God that's real. It's not a God of the Bible alone, but a God of now, the God that answers by fire. And so I said to the Lord, I said, if this is, if the book is supposed to be written now, you will speak to the heart of Michelle Miraz, Dr. Miraz. And she will, she, I, I, I don't want to tell her anything. I want you, it to come out of her mouth and say, I would help you. So we met the three of us that day. And um, I said, I can't write that book. And she said, why? I said, first, I'm waiting on my sister to write exactly because she and I were kidnapped at the same time. She remembered most of the things. I was so traumatized that I shut a lot of things out. And she said, you don't have to wait on your sister. You can write that book. And I said, no, I cannot because I don't remember anything. And she had her hand. I can just see her vividly now. She had her hand on her chin and she said, 
I'll help you. That was my prayer the day before. And she said, I'll help you. The rest is history. That book was written in three weeks. And let me tell you, I kid you not, this is not a pamphlet. It is a book that will bless generations to come. It is a book that will make people know that there is a God who answers our prayers, even whispers. He's a God who's telling us that it's not over yet, as long as you're alive. <clears throat> so, Pastor Bill, over. Are you ready for you? this? Yes. I want you to tell the audience mm -hmm. what you're not what you're not telling them, which is the miracle of you being alive. Okay, so I am just going to tell us um, very briefly because mm -hmm. the, the the story is in the book. Exactly. So I went to Nigeria to bury my father. My father was a chief, um, very important man. He was um, in the lineage of the king. And so we had a very big, um, well, not just us, the whole community had a very big um, going home ceremony for him. Everything was fine until I was supposed to go, come back to Nigeria, uh, come back to the U.S., which was exactly three years today. I found out today is the 13th of March, three years that I should have come back to the U.S. from, from my trip. And COVID setting, they closed the airports and I was stuck in Nigeria. So we bought another ticket to get me out of Nigeria on the Tuesday, because the 13th was a Friday, to get me out of Nigeria on a Tuesday. So I decided to spend the day before with my sister. We had lunch and then we went to her farm. She has a big poultry farm on the outskirts of Ibadan. That's where um, I, was, I was raised. That's where um, I was brought up. And my, oh my, we got into that um, farm and she was talking to her, her, um, her staff. And I saw this man coming down the dirt road. My sister looked at my face. Usually people say my, the expression on my face talks, even when I don't, it speaks, even when I don't say anything. But she saw this puzzled look on my face and she said, don't worry, they're hunters. But I knew that they were different. The spirit of God in me told me that there was something different about them. Anyway, long and short of the story, before we knew anything was going on, there were shots in the air, this man had on mats. They were, they're called Hulani herdsmen, but they're actually jihadists. And they killed what Christians. Jihadists? What is jihadists? Jihadists uh, are people who kill um, for the sake of their religion. And these were Islamic jihadists. So they kill Christians. They don't care. They will ask for ans the ransom money, get the ransom money, and still kill. And they are radicals. Radicals. Yes, they were. And there are rebels, too. Mm -hmm. So they led us, my sister and I, into that jungle. We were there three days and two nights. We were tortured. We were, um, it was horrible. What does it, it mean to be tortured? Horrible. What does it mean to be tortured? Um, for, 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 for months, all I could hear were noises. Ooh, because they didn't speak my language. They spoke a different language, but they had an interpreter. And so I could just hear, ooh, just noises of these people telling us they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. They were did, fighting did, over did our body die? parts. I'm sorry? Did you think you would die? No, they said I didn't think I was going to die. They said I was going to die. Going into that jungle, they said that we were not coming out. They said they have not released in all their years of kidnapping victims. They had not released any of their victims. Pastor so Bola, did you say they were fighting over your body parts? Yes. And they asked, they actually asked for a hundred million naira, which at that time, three years ago, was about $200,000. It's more now. But where were we going to get? We couldn't, where, where would we come up with $200,000? It, it was ludicrous. So 
they had been, we found out they had been hiding in that jungle one week. They were agitated, they were upset, and they said, forget the ransom. We can cut up their body parts. When we cut up their body parts, that we sell their body parts in the, um, in the, um, black, on the black market, it will bring us more money. We Why is that? Praying. Why is that? Oh, they will sell the body parts to ritualists. Okay. You know, a woman's, a woman's uh, breast costs a lot of money. Her, her, um, her womb, her uterus costs a lot of money. Her, just a little finger, your pinky finger costs a lot of money. All they need to do is cut it up into pieces and they have people well, who are ready to buy. So in the essence of your book being a spectacular way of sharing the rest of the story, we will not share more. Okay. <laughs> but I, but okay. I, do, I do want to share the miracle. And I want Summer to hear the miracle. Okay, so the miracle is that night, that first night, I told the Lord, just kill me. Just kill me. I felt like Elijah. As a matter of fact, we were literally sitting at the bottom of a tree. And I told the Lord, kill me. I don't want these people to kill us. Kill me. And I heard the Lord say to me that night, you are not dying here. So how do you believe, it was, a, it was like a prophetic contradiction. How do you believe a God that tells you you will not die here when all you're hearing is death, death, death? But the Lord came into that jungle and I saw a light, some lights, bright lights around me. And I thought they were fireflies. When I tried to hold them, they were nothing. And that's when the Lord spoke to me and said, you are not dying in this, in this jungle. There is a testimony that is going to come out of it. Generations will hear about what I have done here and believe me for who I am. And, you know, I was still scared, but his words comforted me that day. And I knew we were coming out, but how we were going to come out, I did not know. How would you believe that you'll come out when somebody puts a machete next to your neck and asks you, are you a Christian? Whatever answer you give will decide whether you live or die. What was so, the question? What was the question? Are you a Christian? That was the question. Okay. So you connected with somebody. I'm sorry? You connected with somebody. Yes. I connected with, with God in the midst of that jungle. And that's why the title of the book is Glory in the Wilderness. Because mm -hmm. the light of God shined upon our darkness in that jungle. And when is your book released? It will be released on March 25th in Atlanta. That's like 12 days from now. Yes, sir. 12 days from now. And Pastor Bola, I just want to congratulate you because you are a beacon of hope. You actually don't let anything stop you from being powerful. You can get a call 30 minutes before a show and say, I will be there because God wants me there. I prayed to that prayer this morning. <laughs> and by the way, um, I want to give acknowledgement to uh, our sister, uh, Princess Jennifer Lee. Yes. Who is she to you? She's my sister. And why is she? She's the first. She's the first of six, and I'm the second of six. Hmm. So she is fighting for her life, and I've had some conversations with her, and she said that you will do anything to keep her alive. I will. I will. She, she was like a mother to me when I was growing up, even though we were just two years, we we're just two years apart. And so this is my time to give back to her. Who is she to you? She is my sister, like I said. She is a prayer partner. She is someone I look up to because she is a fighter too. And she would not give up. And because she would not give up, nobody, nobody can 
tell me she's going to die now. She's not going to die. She's going to live and declare not the work, but the works of God. So that's my sister, princess. She will live. I'm sorry? You see her right now? I see her picture. Yes. Yeah. She's, she's you brought her to the event skirt conference. Yes, I did. And, and we need to go to break very soon. But what was that conference like to you? Because you came into it at the time God told you to, and you met all these amazing women. What, what happened there? They're not just amazing women. They're powerful women. They're women on purpose. Remember, the ministry name is Woman on Purpose. So I met some very powerful women, women who are very focused, women who are targeted, women who know exactly what they're called to do, and they're walking in their purpose. So I'm happy that I actually came for that uh, conference. Even though we missed most of it, but the part we, we were able to get to was awesome. Pastor Bola, you didn't miss any of it. You missed none of it because you came at the time that you were supposed to. So what is your yeah. purpose? My purpose? I'm alive because there's a generation that, of women that need to know what their purpose is in life. There's a generation of women who will tell the devil no way. No way. There's a generation of women who would say that we're, we're not going to be mediocres. We are walking in excellence and we're walking in purpose. There's a generation of women who know, who even though if some of them don't even know what they're called to be or what God has called them to do, but who want to know. And as long as they want to know, as long as they strive to know, they will find their purpose and leave their footprints on this sand of life. There is a generation of women who will say no to obstacles and distractions. There's a generation of women who, after they're gone, will will be remembered by their children and their children's children and generations to come. Can you see a smile? I see. I see. So give, give a shout out to your husband real quick. Oh, to my to the love of my life, uh, Dr. Tunde Adekoju. I met him, well, it's going to be 43 years uh, this year. He attended Morehouse. I Spelman. For every Morehouse man, they say it's a Spelman woman. I met him in church 43 years ago, and we've been married 37 years. So here, if you're going to listen to the after play, no, I love you with my whole heart. Thank you so much for being such an awesome father and an awesome husband. So we are going to make sure this gets out to the world so we have more people come to your book launch on March 25th in Atlanta. And you are a blessing. I invite you to take your glasses off to lean in and show your eyes, that the beautiful eyes you have. Come into the camera. Because you are a radiant smile and you are someone that I actually see you are here to make a difference in the world. So thank you, Pastor Paul. Thank you so much, Dr. Roshan. Thank you so much. So this show has been sponsored by this particular company. Do you read this, Pastor Paul? Well, without my glasses, I can only squint. (laughs) So whoever smiles first, whoever smiles first wins. Okay. I got so many comments about this, and we have perfect publishing, obviously, the Keep Smiling movement. And what is your wonderful um, organization called? Woman on Purpose. And how do people follow you? How do they call me personally? How do they follow they you? Yes. Me, oh, how do they follow me or call me? Or support you? How do they support you? How do they support? Okay, this uh, they follow me on um, Facebook, Woman on Purpose Ministry, mm-hmm. um, Instagram, Woman on Purpose underscore. They follow me on YouTube, Woman on Purpose, and you can go to our website at www.womanonpurpose.org. Awesome! So, congratulations on your new book coming out in twelve days. 
and all the people that will be supporting it and the campaign that follows that. So Dr. Morales, thank you for the miracle of this particular connection and all the things that will come from it. We'll be back in about a minute. Thank you very much. Thank you. Dr. Smiley. Thank you so much. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. So how exciting it is to be Dr. Smiley in Washington, D.C. and being back in my hometown to do Voice America. and. Whoever smiles first wins. I wore this in an airport and a bald guy said to me, that's not fair. You smiled first. I said, no, I was waiting for you. So summer day. So glad to see you. And what an amazing combination, Pastor Bull and summer day. So how are you doing today? Amazing. Woke up to a message from you and uh, (laughs) you have 25 minutes. Can you jump on here? And I was literally... At the time you messaged me, I was doing my morning prayer with God because I was at a big event this last weekend. So I was massively sleeping in, re, uh, resting with the Lord. And I woke up and I was I was praying. I was praying what I usually pray in the morning about giving my day to the Lord, him leading, guiding me and telling me what, we, what he wants from my day. And then I got a message from you. I was like, all right, I know where you want me to be in 15 minutes, Lord. And here we are. Actually, well, it was eight. It was eight minutes when I saw your message. It was eight minutes. And you know what? Um, it's always interesting when someone says, I can't make it because they're actually relinquishing the opportunity to actually show up, you know? And I called Dr. Mraz and I said, hey, what ideas do you have? This isn't the first time I've been doing Voice America for five years. And although it's not Oprah, I will say that for me, it is. In other words, for me, I I want to give the most. And for me, I would give the most to be on a show like this, if that makes sense. So um, we have two reactions for you. Are you ready for the first two? (laughs) I'm ready. Can I, for before, before, can I just say the the woman who just shared, like I I had tears going down my face. Oh, I just wanted (laughs) to say, I was so grateful just to hear her story. And wow, very, 
so powerful. Like, I don't know about everybody else, but I gotta get that book. I gotta, I gotta hear the whole thing. I'm like, you're leaving me hanging. Well, we're going to give you a complimentary copy because you are the partner and the sister and also the voice of what it is to be a Christian, what it is to be a leader and what it is to step into your power. So you will get a complimentary copy and we'll make sure that Pastor Bull signs it. Okay. All right. Thank you. So that was the first reaction. Uh, But what would be part B of that reaction? What was it in her voice story, eyes? And Pastor Bola, you're welcome to come back on and show your beautiful eyes. What was it about that segment that um, I saw you get emotional? As I did, by the way. And if I've been on Voice America for roughly, I don't know, 300 shows. And emotional is not my normal go-to, just so you know. Uh, it is rarely happens. And Pastor Bola's story conversation and purpose is just so inspirational. I can't help myself, but get emotional. So I saw you get emotional. What was it that caused that? I think it was that moment where she was just talking about wanting God to just kill her. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just like the ultimate moment of lost hope. And, you know, that's part of my, my purpose is to just bring hope to the world. And, um, I just saw it so clearly. I just felt that moment. I I felt her pain. I felt, I saw the tears going down her face of that moment of lost hope, which then led into what? An incredible moment of redemption when the Lord was like, no, not yet. You've got powerful things to do and your time's not up and I'm crying right now again. Um, And I felt the glory of the Lord. And when she described the light coming down, I just was overwhelmed because we just serve such a great, glorious and amazing God. And I felt his power in that moment for her. I felt his his love for her in that moment. And it was just so beautiful. So it was the ultimate story of lost hope into such a a beautiful moment of, of God's glory and redemption and how he he makes beauty from ashes. And what the enemy meant for evil, he will make for good. And look what's happening now. And I believe that Pastor Bullet, I mean, you're just getting started. What God's going to do for good from the evil of those men, I see it. I feel it is powerful. So Summer, I want to say that she's going to get the same opportunity to speak to you. And I don't really do that. It's usually the first and then the feedback or reaction to the first, the second, no feedback. We're going to actually allow this to be a unique show and that she will respond to you and then we'll go into rapid fire. But I want to say something to you that I'm aware. And so is Dr. Michelle that the conversation she had with her executor or her decision of whether her life exists caused him to actually make a new decision. Mm. And, and that's going to be in the book. And that's going to be that. That's why I cried because I know that she's not sharing everything and to actually be, in the mercy of someone that could actually take your life and inspire them not to, and not to do it in the hoax of please spare me, but to inspire them that I'm a gift you're taking from the world is actually quite unique. So I want her to hear who you are. And I want to start off with um, the second reaction, which is the combination, the, the combination and the, um, the, the commonality of what you both share is that you have a respect for Dr. Mraz. And so you judged an event recently in San Antonio, and I saw the, the friendship you created like super powerfully with Dr. Mraz. So I'd like you to speak about that first, and then we're going to go into who you are. Oh, yeah. Well, Dr. Mraz is just such a joy. Uh, she carries just the powerful joy of the Lord with her. Uh, just being in her presence, she's just so magnetic. And I felt like in the first five minutes of us being judges, we, we, it was like we had been doing it for years. We just bang, 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 just playing off each other. And, and there was just kind of a very symbiotic relationship and things would come out of her mouth. And I'm like, man, I have got to have this woman in my life. And God is doing something. It just felt very connected for me. I, I sometimes feel like we gotta have been in, we, we just gotta be in the same spiritual family. You just meet someone, you feel like I've just feel like I've known you for 20 years. There's, there's a comfort, there's an ease, there's an awakening in the spirit. Um, it is beautiful. I felt that way when I met you too. I felt that way when I met you too, Ken. Well, thank you, Summer. And, and we're going to, I, I, 
need to have you hear something from Pastor Bola. Pastor Bola told Michelle something about the jungle. Can you just share in one minute, Pastor Bola, what happened in the jungle that caused you to think of Michelle's name that caused the connection? You're on mute right now. Pastor Bola. So what happened in the jungle that caused me to think about Michelle's name? Number one, it was her, her sincerity. You know, she was one of the first, I believe, apart from two other appearances, that appearance, the, the um, women's conference that I attended in Colorado was the first appearance outside of Georgia. I had had several appearances in Georgia. And I believe that that day I connected with a sister. Now, she was so enthralled. I mean, you could see it because she was always very animated. She was so enthralled by the story. And she kept on telling me, you have to write this book. You have to write this book. She put it on Facebook. And every time I was scared to even think about it. And the Lord telling me, when the time is right, you will know. And I knew that God brought Michelle into my life because I needed that nudge. I needed that push to write that book. So um, there was something, again, something else that happened. Um, when I met her, I was right, I had just released another book the woman on purpose revised story. And I had listened to a podcast. Michelle was there. I'm referring to, I'm Michelle referring to, talked about, Pastor Bola, I'm referring talked, to when you were in, uh, in the jungle. Oh, the jungle. Um, this is it. It's the cake story. She had me in the okay. other book. Okay. I had heard the other book and she talked about the humming cake, hummingbird cake. And that the hummingbird cake does not look like it is on the outside, but the real value of the cake is on the inside. And I said, that is me. That is every woman out there. You don't look like what you have been through. You don't because the hummingbird, uh, the hummingbird cake has gone into the oven and back, but it still maintains its sweetness, its succulence, and all the beautiful ingredients that is inside of the cake. I said, that is really powerful. And I, and I used that, I, I, I gave her credit for it. And I quoted it in the book, the humming, hummingbird cake. I had to actually go, because I hadn't heard about that cake before. I went uh, and, and researched the, 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 the hummingbird cake. And I said, I am going to put this in my book and give credit to Michelle Muraz. Okay, very good. So. Sometimes we're, I guess, left with a moment where a gun could be pointed to us and we could feel like we're going to lose our life. And in that moment, we actually say, I will change my life because, or I will accept that I need to be more powerful in my life because this is happening. So, Summer, how did you get your name? From my parents? From <laughs> day? How, how, what interesting question. How did I get my name uh, from my parents? So they named you Summer Day as in that's your, the, the name that you were given. So I've met people that actually changed their name. And All right. All right. So there is a story if you want to know. Yes, I, I was no, born I want Summer. To know. You're, you're live. <laughs> <laughs> I was born Summer with no middle name Curtis. And then all of my brothers all have the same middle name. All their middle names are Joseph. I never had a middle name. They used to tease me and call me Summer Joseph. And then when I was about 12 years old, I was teased enough at school. I came home bawling my eyes out. And I was saying to my dad, why didn't you give me a middle name? Everyone has a middle name and I don't have a middle name. And I was crying and he said, well, let's give you a middle name then. What middle name do you want? And I said, you can't, you have, to, you, have, you have to give yourself a middle name when you're born and you didn't birth me with a middle name. And he said, we can give you any middle name you want. So I originally thought, well, I was born in May, so I'll just make my middle name May. And then shortly after that, we decided to make it Day and we spelt it D-E-Y because I thought that was cooler than D-A-Y. 
and started going by Summer Day by the time I was 13 years old. And then when I got married and I changed my name, when I got married, I officially put it on my records. So there you go. There's the story. <laughs> but it is my real middle name. I didn't change it for like, you know, some people become an actress or they become this and they change their name. I, I, I did it when I was 12 and gave myself a middle name. So because we have about four minutes till we get to the rapid fire, your mission. And my mission? Yeah, yeah, because what my you mission is huge. My, my mission is to get uh, one million people to read the Bible cover to cover in a year. We're on year three of doing this, and we believe that God, we do an end of the year event. So we read uh, together for a year, and at the end of the year, we do a live event where people can come together. It's a three-day event. We've got incredible speakers, Holy Spirit the next, Fire. The next event? The next event is September 14th through the 16th in Dallas, Texas, and that'll be the end of year three. And what we do is on the last day, we actually, everybody reads the end of Revelation out loud together. And it has been completely prophesied repeatedly that we will hit a million people in, in a year and we will fill a stadium of people from all over the world that will come together to read the word of God, to finish strong, to finish in unity. And uh, we believe that um, we might visibly see demons leap off of people. We don't even know what happens, but I know the power of the Lord is gonna fall heavily. So we are starting year four on September 18th. So if anybody you're like listening and you're like, woo, like Pastor Bola, I'd love to get you involved. You want to read the word of by God. By the way, that by the way, Pastor Bola will double what you want. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> we serve a mighty God. I mean, he says, you know, a million to my husband, but you know, he, yeah, but why million, would he just stop there? Why would he no, not? Out of 8 billion, it? out of 8 billion, you're entitled to more than a million. Okay. I love it. I love it. We're ready. And um, Wait, Christianity is still the the number one uh, religious movement. So we're safe to say that you can do billions if you want. Here's the deal, though. Out of the billions that claim they're a Christian, I safely say a larger percentage of them have never read God's word for themselves and never covered so a cover. Talk, so let's talk about that. So you're the first person to... Yes. So uh, I'll do a long story short. This was never my mission. God likes to drop your mission on top of you. I read the Bible cover to cover and God said, great job. Do it again. Do it in one year. And I said, okay, but I'm going to find five women to do it with me. So I did a Facebook live to find five friends to read the Bible cover to cover in a year. I had 20 women say yes before I was done talking. And long story short, two weeks later, we had 6,700 women in a Facebook group to read the Bible cover to cover off of my one Facebook live. And I was freaking out because that was not my goal. Um, God just threw a ministry upon me and we had lots of beautiful people step up. One lady said, hey, you can read this book and it'll tell you what to read. It'll give you the reading plan. It'll give you questions. And we started doing that. And then on week five, it jumped to Matthew and God was like, nope, cover to cover, cover to cover. So after searching all over the internet to find a Bible study that went cover to cover, no one on my team could find one. So we started writing our own reading plan, writing our own questions, and eventually became obvious that we got to produce it as a book. So I did produce the first of its kind uh, Bible study for women that led them through the Bible cover to cover in a year. We since have produced one for men. We had a new one came out last year called Year of Miracles. And our new one will come out this year, um, which is going to have, it's going to have inspiring stories of people who've been visited by angels. So Pastor Bola, unmute yourself. We're doing something unique today. We're going to have you say in 30 seconds, what you just got from summer, because this is your response to her 30 seconds. It is not what I got from her. It's what I got from the Holy Spirit for her. Mm -hmm. And I saw you holding a flag. It was a white flag. And there were several people behind you. And all of a sudden, the flag turned into a torch. And you held the torch up. And people behind you had their own torches too. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's what the Lord is saying, that you're going to be, you are a torch bearer. And mm -hmm. that what this movement that you have started, it is not an event, it is a movement. Together, people are, not, people are not reading the Bible. So, Pastor are, Bola, are you ready for this? We're yes, going to actually move to something crazy, rapid fire. Yes. You're going to say in one one very quick sentence the 
question, the answer to the question I give you. What book changed your life? The Bible. A summer. Oh, the Bible, hands down. <laughs> okay, movie, movie that inspires you, both, Pastor Bola. Passion of the Christ. Passion of Christ. Very good. And Summer? Uh, courageous. Oh, I love that. Brothers. I love that. I love that one. Okay. Um, a song that gets you going, Pastor Bola. What gets me going? Song. What gets me going is song. the fact I have been given another song. chance. The song. The song. Oh, the song. Oh, my God. We'll come back to you, Summer. The song that I wake up to every morning is This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. Um, okay. Because that's oh, the I, oh, song right. that gets me going. Yeah, yeah. And it's awesome. It's part of my ministry. My that's ministry it, is Isaiah it. 61. Perfect. Perfect. And that's we'll, what I want we'll, for people. We'll give a link. Okay, what song? Okay. I love you, Lord. Beautiful. I love you, Lord. What, what, who is your hero, Pastor Bolo? Jesus. Who is your hero, Summer? Well, <laughs> it's got to be the obvious Jesus. Can I do one more? <laughs> yes, of course. Because uh, my second favorite book is Ridiculous Miracles by Dr. Clarice Fluitt, 82-year-old prophet on this planet that is we'll give powerhouse. In the last 30 seconds. Okay, Pastor Bola, who is someone you want to meet you haven't met? Somebody I have. Okay, come back to you. Okay, Jesus. Okay, Summer. Uh, Joyce Meyer. Very good. And what's the quote you live by, Pastor Bola? To treat others the way I'd like to be treated. Okay, Summer. Hmm. I know you said the first one to smile wins, but I say uh, whoever shows the most love wins. Amen. Amen. So. You both have been amplified, and amplified is about honoring leaders who inspire hope and create community. So, you guys are miracles that actually say yes when the opportunity arises to actually show your goodness. And I'm so thankful to Dr. Mraz for actually eliciting and also connecting all of us together. This show, if you want to get on the show or you have a, a story that needs to be amplified, actually share it with us, and we will actually put you in dose of hope. So, thank you very much. And Thank Sam. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.